Yo, what's going on, everyone? I am Tommy, and that is Gary. What happened in? Yeah, we're back, and tell a friend. <laughs> but actually, outside of all the cringe, we would actually really appreciate it if those uh, who rock with us would consider sharing the pod uh, as we continue to uh, try and grow our audience. So yeah, to uh, all of our consistent listeners, we do apologize uh, for completely disappearing over the last two weeks. Uh, as I'm sure most of you guys realize and are aware of, uh, we've been pretty busy looking for a house and, and trying to rent one and move into one. Luckily, we made it through the process, and we actually uh, began moving into our house over the past couple of days. So Finally. that's been awesome. Yeah. Finally, it happened. Uh, I know it's been a long process for us between all the uh, looking at houses. Then we finally found the one we thought we wanted, and then the process of of giving them all the paperwork and everything they needed just took absolutely five ever. But we're here in the home, and we're back, ready to get after it. Yeah, I mean, having to move out of your apartment and then into your dad's for a couple of days, and then having to move all the stuff again into our new crib, it was definitely a, a journey to say the least. Luckily, yeah. uh, luckily it wasn't too far between your dad's and, and our place now. So it wasn't, it wasn't all too bad, but man, my, my muscles and, and everything were aching. Cause I mean, I went from doing absolutely nothing over the past couple of weeks to then moving an entire house twice. So definitely rough. Yeah. And especially the second time we added a couple of heavier items with our, with our dining room, all glass table that we got stuck with. I don't even want to talk with. about it. I don't and even then, want to talk about that. <laughs> And then the giant fridge that it took us uh, way too long to get through the door. Uh, and you guys were curious, measure fridges and doorways before you try and move them. You'd be surprised that fridges don't fit through doors. That's all I'm going to say. No, no doubt. And I think anyone listening would have loved to watch us. Oh, God. <laughs> two, two dudes trying to get a fridge through the door. It was a, it was a whole two-day experience. Good uh, we Lord. We didn't have the necessary tools to take everything apart because that's basically what we had to end up doing. How uh, We resulted in taking off the handles on the fridge. And then as well, we had to take off our entire front door. So, <laughs> you know, anyone, anyone that uh, saw two new dudes moving into the neighborhood and had to watch us uh, take apart our door and our fridge, we apologize for being loud or, or being annoying, but you know, how to get the fridge in the home somehow. So, yeah, I mean, I had to go across the street and ask for a screwdriver. Next thing I know, he's telling us that he's moving out. I'm thinking it's because of us. <laughs> I, he's, I like, blame I, him. he's like, I don't want these people living across from me. I wouldn't blame him. But uh, so back into the sports, we understand that, you know, we've been missing out on some prime time and exciting parts of the sports world these last couple of weeks we've missed. Uh, but we are ready and back. And, you know, we're just trying to hop into this at full stride. Yeah. Speaking of, of stuff we missed, Tom, I do got a few stories from the last couple of weeks. I know we missed a lot. I'm going to go over some. Uh, if I say a story that you that you want to go dive into, just shoot right away. And if it's something you just want to move on from, we can do that. As that sound? Great, and I just want to shout out Jalen and Jacoby because we are kind of taking this from theirs. It's one of our favorite segments. Uh, we're going to try and fill it, find a, a new word, a new new kind of segment title for it. But, yeah, I just want to shout out Jalen and Jacoby because oh, we yes. definitely got this from them. We got to pay homage. got to pay homage. But uh, I'll start off with Bryson DeChambeau finally wins U.S. Open his first major, and he was the only player to finish under par for the four days. Yeah, so we can stop on this briefly. I mean, shout out to Bryson. Okay. I know I know we've talked about him a lot as far as our golf topics go. Um, he really wants to win, and he's, he's changed his body up, and you got to respect it, I think. Yeah, and I mean, especially with uh, a game like golf where you had kind of a certain standard for what everyone was doing, and he was really pushing the boundaries and getting so much flack from it from pretty much anyone and everyone who talks golf uh, had something negative to say about him. 
So it was definitely nice to see him kind of hush up the, the crowd and get a win in a very tough environment, the U.S. Open. So uh, I'll move on from that. Uh, since today's Sunday, yesterday was UFC 253 uh, with a new light heavyweight champion and then Israel Adesanya getting his win over Paulo Costa. You want to talk any more about that? You know, I, I heard it was a great fight. I got to keep it a buck. I was playing Among Us with the homies. Didn't okay. watch the fight, so let's move past it. All right, all right. Next to a topic I know you're going to want to talk about. How about Giannis winning MVP over LeBron? What the freak? How, <laughs> how, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's my initial reaction. I, I think we've kind of talked about it off, off camera, off podcast a lot. But I, I didn't see any possible way that he got it and I was going to be okay with it. Um, LeBron over the past seven or probably 15 of his 17 years has been the most valuable player in the league. And I think that's without a doubt goes without saying. And I know we've kind of talked about, you know, they can't give it to him every year, but this year he really came out to prove something and 17th year in the league, he, he balled out. And I think it was ridiculous for Giannis to win uh, MVP over LeBron. And I think it kind of showed in the playoffs who's more valuable. Yeah. And I mean, especially I know LeBron touched on it is, is the few votes that LeBron got for MVP. It would have been one thing if it was really, really close, but it was it was a landslide when uh, it, it should not have been at all. So definitely very, very surprising who voted. I want to see who, who these people who get a vote maybe change up the formula or something because that was crazy. Yeah, it's definitely ridiculous. So sticking basketball, how about Steve Nash being the new head coach of the Nets? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely something we could talk about again briefly. Um uh, he he got a lot of backlash saying that kind of he skipped the process and whatever. But, I mean, there's been a lot of player coaches uh, throughout the years. Most of them not extremely successful, but some of them have found some success. And the one thing I would say with Steve Nash is is growing up watching him and, and idolizing the way I played a little bit behind him was he's got an amazing basketball mind. So I think it translates perfectly into being a coach. And I know he spent some time with the Warriors as an assistant and a player development. So I don't th- I, th- I think this is a good hire for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I definitely think with them getting rid of Kenny Atkinson was definitely because of uh, Kyrie and, and KD. So it'd be interesting to see if this is the guy they vouch for or, or if, um, you know, what role that those two guys played in picking the coach. So as long as your all-stars are happy with who, who they got at the head coach, I, I think this should be a good move for the Nets moving forward. Yeah, so I mean, based off of that, I'm going to have to agree with you. I definitely think it was probably Kyrie and KD's vouch. Uh, KD with him in Golden State, getting to know Steve, and then obviously Kyrie being a point guard. I mean, you just got to believe that he kind of watched him growing up and definitely uh, appreciates him. No doubt, no doubt. Let's move to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Lightning are up 3-2 on the Stars. You want to go into hockey at all? Yeah, I'm going to have to hard pass on the hockey. <laughs> uh, I respect anyone who likes hockey, but, you know, personally, I, I don't keep up with hockey, nor do I care about it at all. So all right. let's, let's keep it moving on that one. All right, let's talk about a team who can't seem to win a game. How about these Atlanta Falcons who just keep choking? Yeah, I'm okay with it, and I'm sure you are too. I mean, <laughs> the Cowboys got to win, and the Bears got to win. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely struggling to, to put together four quarters. The worst part about it is for them is it's almost back to the Super Bowl. Like, they can give you a good <laughs> half, but – Third and fourth quarter, they just begin to fall apart. I don't, I don't know what's what's next for them. Yeah, I definitely would not want to be a Falcons fan. It's one thing to just be bad, but it's another thing to be winning three, three and a half quarters of games and then blowing at the very end. I uh, feel bad for any Falcons fans out there listening. Yeah, you're you're definitely struggling watching these games. Yeah. So let's move from on the football field to off. How about your boy Dak speaking about speaking out about his uh, mental health? Yeah, so I definitely think we should talk about this. Um, he got some backlash from from a top name guy in the community, Skip Bayless. I mean, I say top top because 
he's on a, a top tier show, but that does not mean his analysis is top tier at all. He's he's definitely up there with the worst. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to really respect Dak for coming out and speaking out about it because it takes a lot of balls to come out and, and speak on s- stuff like this. Uh, and it could even help other people dealing with similar things. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate him coming out and saying that. And I think it speaks a lot to his character and the person he is. So for those of you who don't know, it was it was Dak's brother who passed away. Is that correct? Yeah, Dak's brother passed away recently. So it was just him kind of dealing with and, and mourning the loss of, of his brother. Uh, I mean, it's it's always one thing when any professional comes out and speaks about things like this. But uh, when when it's your your star player, um unfortunately it has the the option or, or the possibility of people like skip speaking out i know he said like you you're the you're the starting quarterback you know you can't talk about things like this or, or anything like that so definitely major kudos to dak for for going out and speaking his mind on, on what he's been dealing with yeah and, and i just think that that skip mentality is is kind of part of what's wrong in this world as far as men and their mental health so I was I was happy to see a lot of people clap back at Skip and let him know that that's not that's not where we're at in this world right now and, and it was good to see uh, people rally behind Dak and I think I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, and, and definitely make it so other guys who are dealing with things maybe similar or, or different feel more comfortable speaking out because if someone does speak against them and saying hey you shouldn't speak out, there's enough voices that are that are kind of defending him. Let's uh, let's move into some fantasy football updates. Do we want to hear about you and your team or, or do we want to skip past that? Man, it's been it's been some struggles. Uh, part of me wants to just say skip it, but uh, I feel like I've been doing a lot of fantasy research and and I've kind of had some takes. So I mean, if you're down, I'm down to kind of just briefly kind of go over what we're seeing fantasy wise. I mean, you know what Big Sean says about people be doing research. Let's uh let, let's hear about your your research. What have you been What have you been looking up? Yeah, so I mean, I've always been a relatively good fantasy fantasy player. This year, I've kind of uh, hopped onto the YouTube. Uh, and watch a lot of people who consider themselves experts and uh, they've definitely hit and missed. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm just really trying to get into it this year. I'm struggling based off of the fact that my teams are producing, but it just so happens that I'm playing the high score of the entire league week in week out. So, so what's your record? I'm definitely. What's your record? For your two teams? Uh, I'm zero and two. Cause I had a buy in the other league and I'm going to probably be one and two with a chance at two and one uh, after tomorrow. Okay. So, I mean, I know it's early, but, uh, do you think you think you're going to be able to right the ship moving on later in the season? Yeah, so I mean, I haven't really been hit hard by the injury bug quite yet. I didn't lose like a CMC or a Saquon or, or any of those guys, and I'm confident in my team. Like I said, I'm putting up good numbers. I'm just getting a little unlucky. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely some places I I can upgrade and, and look to trade maybe, but I'm definitely confident in my team moving forward. I think I could still win this whole thing. All right, I'll have to keep asking you so so the fans can know where you're at as far as your team. Speaking of injury bugs, how about a weird one with Tyrod Taylor getting his lung punctured by the team's doctors? Yeah, we definitely got to talk about this one. This one was crazy because, I mean, it happens uh, week two, Sunday morning, five minutes before uh, kickoff. They had to tell Justin Herbert, the rookie, uh, that he had to start because they were trying to give him a, a shot to the ribs for cracked ribs to relieve the pain and ended up puncturing his lungs. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes as far as legalities and, and whether or not this is his job when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if Herbert just kind of faltered and played really, really bad, but he balled out. I mean, I would hate to say if I'm Tyrod, I might be a little nervous with how well how, uh, Herbert played. What are your thoughts on how well Herbert played in Tyrod's Yeah, safety? Herbert Herbert definitely played very well. He had a solid week three outing as well. Um, I, it's going to be hard to see them give the job back to Tyrod, especially because they drafted this guy early. So they clearly 
uh, see him as the future. My thing for Tyrod is like obviously the leg- the legalities of it. Like he might have a case uh, to to pursue as far as like him losing out on a starting job and and how that could be millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, lost for him. So I'm I'm definitely interested to see like that part of this process moving forward. Yeah, I will have to keep an eye out on what's going on on and off the field with Tyrod and the Chargers. Yeah, so um, we're actually going to give you guys your first chance, the listeners, the first chance to win some money. So I'm going to go ahead and read off a, a trivia question for you guys. Uh, the way you're going to win is you're going to have to DM us at, on Instagram at First Team All Podcast. The correct answer, first person to give us the correct answer, I will be requiring asking for your Venmo, and I will shoot you the uh, small cash prize. So the question is, um, which Miami Heat player in the 2013 NBA Finals Lost his shoe in the middle of the game, tossed it to the side, and proceeded to hit a three-pointer. Well, this so is a, this is a good question. question. It's a good question. I think I know who it is. Obviously, I don't want to give any spoilers, but uh, we'll, we'll be looking out on our Instagram to see who, who answers first and get some, some free monies. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, wor- it's worth it for the free money. So make sure you guys uh, shoot, us at, shoot us at our Instagram, and, and hopefully you're the first one. Good luck. Yeah, so why don't we take a little rundown of the week three in the NFL and just kind of what we've seen so far and what we like. You got a you got a starting point you want to go with? Yeah, so let's talk about the current league MVP, Russell Wilson. I mean, I think it's no doubt that he's running the league right now as far as the MVP race. Um, That's my fantasy threw, quarterback. Yeah, you're a lucky man. <laughs> he, he threw five touchdowns today uh, to beat my Cowboys. It was rough to see, but, you know, it's just impressive. I mean, year after year, he's – He's kind of underlooked and undervalued, but he truly has been an MVP caliber player for the, for the last five years or so. I, I do got to ask, is that underlooked a, a, a short joke as far as quarterbacks, or did you just happen to, to wheel that in there with Wilson? I'm not going to say it was a short joke. Maybe we could just go with underappreciated, but it <laughs> okay. definitely okay. – I don't, I, don't, I, gotta not, ask. I don't discriminate. Okay. Uh, as you know, you know, you're my best friend, and you're sitting at about 5'4". So. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Speaking of your Cowboys, man, they are 1-2. and two. Are you nervous about your Cowboys this season? You know, in, I say one and two. We really could be zero oh and three if, if we true. hadn't recovered that onside kick against Atlanta. You know, for the Cowboys, I mean, it's every year. I mean, every year thing. I come into it thinking we got aspirations to be Super Bowl champions. Good lord, them um, Cowboys fans! <laughs> every year, dude, it's the year. You know, but this year, so far, these three weeks, I feel like what's been kind of ailing us is just some some mistakes. Like last week, a bunch of fumbles. This week, ten penalties. I think if we can get it together, we can still be a solid team. Uh, I'm not sure what our, what our ceiling is. I think we have the talent to be great. But, I mean, looking forward to next week, we're facing the, the Cleveland Browns. So I, I think that will be kind of storytelling. If, if we are going to be a good team, we need to kind of dominate the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and the one thing, I know that they had quite a bit of injuries week one. I, I didn't know exactly the extent of, of those guys, how long they're going to be out. Um, are you worried about the injury bug in the Cowboys? Yeah, so, I mean, everybody in the league is seeing a lot of injuries. Um, I think it's kind of part of this whole COVID thing and everyone kind of coming back. And obviously, football is a physical game. So, no, not particularly am I worried about the injuries. Obviously, we lose some key guys, but, I mean, what team hasn't at this point? So, it's really just going to be about can the team come together and perform at a level that they're happy with. All right, I like it. So, I mean – we talk about my Cowboys. Let's talk about your Bears. How in the heck are they 3-0? I mean, I don't know, man. They're just finding a way to get it done. Uh, I know, obviously, it's a very ugly game for three and a half quarters uh, against the Lions. And Mitchell Trubisky just decided to, to show up for a minute and, and win them the game. 
Uh, I mean, speaking about Trubisky, obviously this week he gets taken out uh, halfway through through the game, and uh, good old Nick Foles comes in and, and has a crazy fourth quarter, very similar to what the Lions are, very similar to what Trubisky did against the Lions. So we're talking about Big Dick Nick. Correct? Yes, that is that is the one, the only Big Dick Nick Foles. Um, I don't know, man. We're, we're finding a way to get it done. Um, our, our defense hasn't been great, but we made a nice stop at the very end of the game to secure the deal. Kind of nervous with, with the Packers in this conference, but uh, you know we're 3-0. We're just going to keep it moving on to next you week. You can't complain. You definitely cannot complain as a Bear fan right now. Yeah, definitely good times. But uh, speaking about teams, I know we mentioned the Falcons are, are just absolutely throwing. Um, is there any other teams who you've seen been really disappointed in their, their play so far? Yeah, I mean, you go down the list, you check the standings, you watch the games, and one team that sticks out from that perspective has got to be the Houston Texans. I mean, they got Deshaun Watson. I know they lost Hopkins. But I was expecting another solid year from the Texans. And, I mean, they're starting off 0-3, and they're not looking great. Yeah, I mean, I know some of it just has to do with some of their early season matchups of who they played. They just played some really, really great teams. Um, I, I'm not too sure on how strong their conference is. I, I think they'll be able to right the ship and win enough games to get in the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs. But they definitely need to start getting some momentum going. Yeah, it's definitely a team to watch moving forward because they got the talent to be good. So it's just going to be whether or not they can kind of put it together. Yeah, whatever you can put together, put together. We, we know that saying far too well. And speaking of someone who's putting it together, my guy, Ryan Tannehill, I know I gave you a take saying that he's an elite quarterback oh, in the NFL. Man, you didn't like it. I did you didn't not. like it. I did not. I love it, and I love Tannehill. And I think back to his Miami days, and now with Tennessee, he's really proving that he can go out and win football games. And I think that's all that really matters at the quarterback position. Yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 going to say he's definitely good. He's I think he's borderline like around eight to ten as far as the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but. There's just a different level between good, great, and then when you say elite, you have to be able to win games, not regular season games. I'm talking winning games late to get in the playoffs or while you're in the playoffs or get into a Super Bowl. I'm not willing to say Tannehill's elite until he I mean, he, he did to. beat Tom Brady last no, year no, in the no, playoffs. No, no, no. Derrick Henry won them two playoff games. Don't get it twisted. No. Don't get it I, twisted. I'm going to disagree, man. I, I think that Tannehill played just as big as a role and just as big as a part. I think – you throw in other guys in that spot, and they might not get it done. Uh, well, we'll have to uh, see how the season progresses with Tannehill and, and see who's going who's gonna to be right here. So another thing we could quickly look at is the 49ers and their injuries. I know 49ers is, is our old local like home team, never been a fan, had to deal with all the bandwagons Ugh. they got good and, and whatever. But, yeah, I mean, they, they played in uh, New York twice, and there was a lot of complaints about the turf there, and then they lost damn near their whole roster, uh, some to bad injuries, some to, to lesser extents, but they're definitely struggling with the injury bug. Yeah, I know they lost. It was Jimmy G, Kittle's been out, and then uh, they're running back. They like Nick Bosa for the oh, season, right. torn ACL. That's right. They and then, yeah, Mozart. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely rough times to being a 49ers fan. Um, obviously, with, with how they played last year, their expectations, at least for 49ers fans, was you know to make it back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think it's going to be much harder to do with losing like Bosa and see how much time you're losing from some of the other big guys on their offense. As well as their conference is just getting better and better. Yeah, I mean, when you got the Seahawks and the Rams, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. But um, so looking forward to tonight's game, Monday night game, we have 
Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. And I don't know about you, but that, that's got to be must-see TV. That's top of the line. If you're doing something, cancel your plans, get to the TV, because these are the two most exciting players in the NFL right now, and they're facing off. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously going to be a great matchup between Mahomes and, and Jackson. Obviously, two guys who are looked at as the future for NFL quarterbacks and just overall the league in general. So this will be a great matchup between these two guys and, and see who comes out. I'm going to go with, with Lamar Jackson's going to gonna play better and, and going to win the game. What, what's your thoughts on who you're picking? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go against you. I'm, I think the Chiefs pulled us out. I think they had a, a little bit of a bad performance last week against San Diego, and I think they're coming out to kind of prove that they're the Super Bowl champs and, and they're here to here to do it again. So I th- I'm actually going to take the Chiefs over the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Wow. All right. I'll have to uh, I'll have to see let's see who comes out on top. Let's move to the, the Jets. I know you talked about the uh, New York field is just as bad as I think the Jets are. Uh, I don't even think they should be in the NFL. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, the, <laughs> the New York Jets got to go, man. It's, this is too many years in a row. Just sorry after sorry performance. You think that they would get something going. They drafted Sam Darnold. He looked like he could be good. He still might be down the line, but, man, this team is sorry. And, uh, at the, yeah, I mean, if, if there's a way to get him out of the league, I, I think, you know, <laughs> Roger, Roger Goodell might need to just start looking. Man, I feel bad for a guy like Bell who was leaving a great team, you know, holds out to get his money and then ends up being, being with the Jets. It's a tough scenario being him. No, absolutely. I mean, at least he secured his bag, though. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, you got you to gotta get your chickens and your mentals, you know? That's right. Marshawn Lynch said it the best. Got to get your, your chickens and your mentals. Speak about a guy who, who's had some issue with his mentals. How about Stefan Goskowski starts 0 for 3 for field goals his first game, but then rallies back to hit a game winners in each of the next three games? That's pretty crazy to see. Yes, I mean, this just goes kind of hand-in-hand with the Ryan Tannehill Titans, man. They they find ways to win games, and you know, you got to love this this uh, Stephen Jaskowski because, I mean, he's been in the league for years and he's always been one of the best kickers and he found himself struggling early in week one and he's really turned it around. And that's what you like to see is confidence from your kicker because once you lose the confidence, it's just like shooting in, in basketball, you're going to miss a lot of shots. But he's really turned it around. He's He's got his confidence back up and I'm impressed. Yeah, I remember you were looking it up after he went 0 for 3. He dropped from like the fourth most accurate kicker in the NFL down to like seventh or eighth, something crazy like that. So it was uh, definitely very uh, surprising to see, to say the least, of him starting off 0 and 3 this season. So, I mean, football is, is, is exciting. And, you know, I didn't think I missed it as much as I did. I'm so glad it's here. Uh, it really adds a whole other dynamic to the week. Um, as a sports fan, and then Sundays have been great. So I'm hoping that this COVID kind of stays low. I think we had the first case uh, a player had this this week, and it was only one. So that's a good sign. So I'm hoping that everything kind of keeps moving forward because I'm really enjoying some football in my in my weeks. Yeah, I mean, definitely NFL has been exciting to watch. But, I mean, if we're talking about much-watched sports, it definitely has to be these NBA finals that are about to happen and these playoffs that we've gotten so far. Yeah, so, I mean, the finals are set uh, as of Sunday night. The Miami Heat took out the Boston Celtics in game six uh, to move on to the finals where they'll face the Lakers. And before we get into that, you know, I just want to shout out both the Nuggets and the Celtics. Uh, Both series were extremely exciting to watch. Uh, The Nuggets being the underdogs and taking out a lot of these great teams. You know, they really proved that there's some incredible young talent in the league and, and it's in great hands moving forward. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to see. Obviously, you have some guys in the league who are getting a little bit older. When you're talking about LeBron and some of these guys who've been in the league a long time, it's nice to see some great young talent uh, from both the Nuggets and Celtics, like you mentioned. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you know what? You're going to toot it. your I'm own horn. My own horn. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why not? At the start of our, our podcast, when we first started potting, obviously the playoffs were on their way back, and before the playoffs started, we both looked at at uh, all the teams that we wanted to see and, and who we thought was going to be in the finals. And I predicted the five-seeded in the East Miami Heat would take out all of the teams in their way and make it to the NBA finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. And you know what? You, Monday or Wednesday night, that's what we're going to get. You did. You were probably one of very few people outside of Miami who picked the Heat to make it, but they did. So I got to gotta tip the cap to you and your predictions. Uh, I will always go to you for predictions. I will never predict on my own because <laughs> we, we know what happened to the Clippers and the 76ers. I'm sorry to those two yeah. franchises. It's all my fault. I'll take full blame. Yeah. I, I agree. I definitely think you should maybe keep your predictions on the down low <laughs> um, unless, you know, you're trying to, to sway, the, oh. sway the odds a little am, bit. Am I Drake? Am I going to start reverse cursing the uh, t- Toronto? Do, yeah, right, I mean, do his version? That that might be something you need to look at moving forward, especially maybe hook, hook me up with the Kings. Okay. Start, uh, yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that. But speaking but about yeah, so speaking about the ma- say, speaking about the matchups, do you think we would get this Heat versus Lakers if COVID never happened and the season just kept moving on when when it got canceled in March? Yeah, so this is kind of tough because this Miami Heat team is special good, but the one reason and the main reason that I really had the Heat making it to the finals this year is solely based off of their chemistry. I mean, when you when you're when there's no distractions, you're inside a bubble with just your teammates, like that's what it comes down to. Are you guys friends off the court? Do you guys love playing together? Cuz you're going to get sick of your guys if you don't. And that's one thing with the Heat, man, is is they're all buddies. They're in it together. None of them needs to be a superstar. They have amazing talent. They're selfless. And it almost kind of reminds me of that young Warriors team uh, with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. With I mean, now it's hero Jimmy Bam for the Heat. So I definitely think think there was a chance that it would have been different. Obviously, we'll never know, but I think I think this bubble situation really helps the Miami Heat. Yeah, I definitely think it did for sure. And, and we're gonna talk about how the bubble affected the Clippers, who I predicted. I think it hurt them. I, I definitely think. Uh, the distraction uh, of of being in a bubble that, you know, some of the outside things that these guys like to do and weren't able to do and kind of being stuck together with their teammates. Uh, I definitely think there might've been some friction there and it might've helped the Lakers make it through easier than, than they had to. Yeah. And I, I mean, that was kind of something similar that we saw with the Bucks. I think the Bucks had the talent, but I just, I honestly don't think they had the chemistry and, you know, you look at the finals matchup now and you look at, at the heat team that we just talked about, but this Lakers team is also very buddy, buddy. And they, they describe um, the team as, as a bunch of guys who love hanging out similar to the heat. Um, And that's kind of interesting that the bubble situation created this, this, this kind of dilemma where it's like, you, yeah, you have to be with these guys all the time. So your team chemistry and hanging out off the court and all that becomes so much more important. So I, I think that played a big part in why both these teams made it. I mean, Lakers obviously were, were favorites, but I think it definitely helped them get here with these. Yeah, I can definitely agree to that. Definitely having LeBron on, on one side, making sure to rally troops, being a veteran, knows what it takes to kind of get guys together. And also Jimmy. I know some people were saying Jimmy's a you know, team cancer or 
or, or this, that, and the other, but he just really wants to win. And, and I think him being able to rally his guys definitely helped their cause. Get to the yeah, any, anyone with that Jimmy Butler take is now looking like an absolute buffoon because this Heat team, this Heat culture, it's a perfect match. And, and they're proving that that's really all it takes is a bunch of guys that want to work together and work hard to be successful. And I mean, a big part of that success is behind guys like Tyler Hero. I mean, I know earlier in a different podcast, I said Tyler Hero was my pick for Rookie of the Year. You can't deny guys like Jod. You can't deny Zions. But as far as right now, I think Tyler Hero is the best player. And in this playoffs, he has proven that he deserved to be in the discussion more than he was. Yeah, I mean, it's also just kind of hard. It was a totally different dynamic when you have your your Jaws or your Zions who are kind of like the face of the franchise or, or, or you know, they're pushing them to be. Were you Tyler Hero, who's just kind of a guy coming in trying to be a piece of the team? I mean, he's obviously performed way better than most people thought, so hats off to him. But, uh, I, you know, I definitely understand why he didn't get any votes for rookie of the year. And that's that's kind of goes back to the whole LeBron thing from earlier. Is LeBron talked about is is the voting really voting, or is this are the media and the people who are voting trying to push a narrative of oh we want Giannis to be the face of the league, let's make sure he's winning MVP. Like to me, there these guys, these medias are too involved in narratives. And even Jamal Murray talked about it in an interview recently, I believe with with Dwayne Wade. I could be wrong, but uh, he talked about the narrative and. and and I mean, obviously, as a Kings fan, you see the narrative and, and these media outlets really need to stop pushing narratives that they want to see and just focus on the true talent and what's actually happening behind the scenes. In my opinion, I think that'll make for a better league and a better media outlet and source. I, I, I agree. I agree totally. But uh, let's go from from one guy on the heat who you're wanting to praise to how about a guy like Kyle Kuzma on the Lakers? Is he going to is he going to be showing up at all? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's tough because he's been very inconsistent all bubble. Um, I think that's going to be the Lakers' biggest struggle is if they can get someone like a Kuzma going because this Heat team is deep and you're going to rely heavily on LeBron and AD, obviously, but you're going to need someone else to step up. So whether it's Kuzma, Danny Green, you know, Caruso, or maybe you get a little deeper with JR and uh, Dion Waiters, you need someone to step up. And I think Kuzma is definitely the most likely. Uh, along with Rondo. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Kuzma's got to be their go-to third option. Um, you know, clearly he's been he's been quite inconsistent. When you got guys like LeBron who can facilitate and Rondo who can facilitate, I mean, he's going to get options and looks. It's kind of just more if he can convert. Um, but the Lakers are definitely going to need someone else to be scoring the ball to to get over the Heat. I think. Yeah, because the Heat, like the Heat, are just so dynamic, man, and, and they run this this zone defense that not a lot of NBA players and, and teams have ever ran or seen before. And it, and it worked amazing against the Bucks, um, against a guy like Giannis and, and LeBron and Giannis are two completely different players, but if they're able to kind of clog the lane, it might prove difficult for LeBron and, and AD inside. And I'm, they're definitely going to need these guys to start hitting their shots. The Kuzma's, the Danny Green's, the Caldwell Pope's, because that's the only way that they're going to like, feel true success here in the finals yeah definitely you need some good three-point shooting when you're in a zone so it'd be interesting to see kind of the chess game between Spolstra and uh, Vogel uh, on how they go at each other I think we could probably both agree that that Spo's probably the better coach so I mean it's really just going to come down to you know who wants this more and who's going to get it done and I think a big matchup to look at is going to be the Bam Adebayo Anthony Davis, because I think these are the, the engines, the motors for both teams. And I think 
game after game in this finals, I think when, when you see who wins, you're going to go to the numbers, you're going to watch the game, and I think the biggest matchup is going to be Bambris AD. Yeah, I definitely like that matchup, two guys who are going to be going head-to-head most of the time. Obviously, you've seen what Bam does in the defensive end. He, he basically sealed the game for them. Um, and, and, you know, AD's a bucket getter for, for the Lakers. So I, I definitely can see that that matchup's going to really swing who's going who's gonna to be able to win this series and win the finals. But, I mean, at the core, we cannot forget the GOAT, LeBron James, 35 years old, 17th season, still the best player in the world. I really want to see a top-tier LeBron. I want to see, like, that one season when he had to carry the Cavs and was just putting up insane – I want to see insane numbers. I want to see him play to the level that I know he's capable of, even at 35 years old and 17 17, uh, season. I, I want to see it, and I want his legacy to be set with other people. I already know he's the GOAT. But I just I don't want to deal with LeBron slander, and I and I want to see him come out and just completely ball out. So do you think that regardless win or lose, that this is going to change his legacy? You think he needs to win this for those LeBron haters, or do you think their minds are just set no matter what? Man, part of me just believes that LeBron haters are going to hate regardless. But but just to add on to his his case and his his craft and everything that he's done in his his career. I think that winning it would definitely help. But, I mean, at this point, with the delirious LeBron haters, I, don't, I think there's very little that can sway their minds at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think with, with the the resume that he has, um, you know, the big knock is always, you know, he's three and six in the finals, things like that. So I think I think winning is always going to help him. Um, but, but, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion. I'm obviously not as strongly opinionated as you are on LeBron. Um, but I definitely think, you know, a win would help him. I, I don't think a loss is going to hurt him as bad just because he's already three and six. But uh, I think that's about all we got, unless there's anything you want to finish up with. Uh, I think I think we covered it awesome. all. Awesome. Awesome. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who tuned into the pod today. We hope you enjoyed and are looking forward to the next episode. Again, we just want to ask any of you guys who are riding with us along this journey to please share the pod with your friends as we try to continue to grow so we can create a better experience for you guys. And we want to give a special shout out to anyone who's listened this far into the pod. We know you had a special place in our hearts over here. A mad love for, for any and all you guys. Uh, we appreciate all you real ones out there. Yeah, I, mean, I just want to just add to that. It's we, we really do appreciate the people who are truly listening to us, our friends, our homies, whatever. We know, we know that sitting down and listening to this or, or maybe because of the situation you can't you're not getting all the pod time that you usually have, but we just want you guys to know that if you did make it to this point, let us know because we actually really do appreciate you. And we mess with you guys to the highest extent. One love. Peace.